Good morning. It is another wonderful time to be in the house of the Lord. And I want to thank God for this privilege to share the word of God with us today. I appreciate you, Pastor Graham, for this opportunity. And I want to thank God for every one of us that is here this morning. Shall we pray? I dear Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the breath of our nurseries. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for our nation, Canada. We thank you for our province, Winnipeg, Manitoba. We are glad to be your children. Speak your word to our hearts this morning and give us all hearts of understanding. Amen. This morning, we want to continue with the series. Last week, Pastor Graham spoke on the church, and today we'll be looking at a call to mercy. A call to mercy. I'd like to read a few scriptures. Uh, but this is not without saying a very big thank you to Kim and her team. You have done a great work. We appreciate you for that. So I, I want to read from the book of John, chapter number 13 and verse number 34. And it says, A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So love, so you must love one another. By this shall everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Then another portion is Matthew chapter number 18 and verse number 21. And it says, Then Peter came up to him and said, Lord, how many times may my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And let it go. As many as up to seven times, Jesus answered him, I tell you, not up to seven times, but seventy times seven there are one more scriptures. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Now, there are other words for mercy, and that includes Benevolence, clemency, forgiveness, goodwill, grace, leniency, sympathy, kindliness, and soft-heartedness. They all refer to the same word, mercy. And if we were to define the word mercy... It means compassionate or 
kindly forbearance shown towards an offender, an enemy, or other person in your power. In your power. It could also be seen as the discretionary power of a judge to add on someone or to mitigate punishment, especially to send to prison rather than send or rather rather than send the person or invoke the death sentence or penalty on the person. And so mercy is something that you choose to show or not to show. Mercy is mentioned 262 times in the King James Version, 157 times in the English Standard Version, 99 times in the New American Standard Bible, 107 times in the Amplified Bible, and 147 times in the New English Translation, according to Bible Gateway. You can find that out for yourself. Now, let's talk about the word mercy. Mercy fuels compassion, and the choice to show mercy is motivated by love. Mercy chooses, here it is, mercy chooses not to be offended and compassionately sees a hearty heart behind every hearty or hurtful words and actions. It's a choice. In spite of what has been done, in spite of the offense, mercy chooses to show compassion. Mercy chooses to forgive. What does the Bible say about mercy? In the book of Lamentation, chapter number 3, verse number 22, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, I ask the question. Sometimes we say we love God. If somebody asks you as a believer, do you love the Lord? You're going to say, yes, wholeheartedly, I love the Lord. But the truth is, Real love is God's love for us and not our love for him. And why is that? Because many times we try as much as we can to do what is pleasing in the sight of God, to win or earn his love. But as humans, we fall short of his glory. We're first short of God's expectation because we end up doing some things that aren't right. But in spite of that, God still loves us. That is why on daily basis, as children of God, we are to ask God for mercy. When you wake up in the morning, before you ask anything from the Lord, ask for his mercy. And why do we have to ask for God's mercy? Remember that last week, Pastor Graham spoke about the church. 
And they rightly said that the church is not the building. The building is the place of fellowship where the church gathers. The church is the body of Christ. You and I, everyone here right now, and even those watching at home, we are the church. And the church is the body of Christ. Here it is. And it consists of broken people who needs God's healing. Imperfect people growing to perfection. Those of us that have been wounded and we need God's tender, loving care. That is the church. And because we are broken, hear it because this is very important. People may end up offending you. And when I say people, it could be your spouse, it could be your kids, it could be your extended family members, colleagues at the office, your neighbors, or even very close friends. These people are bound to offend you. They may have said things about you and done things to offend you. And you feel so hurt about it. Don't waste your time looking back. Don't waste your time nursing your, your, your wounds and reliving it over and over again. These are distractions. You've got to let go. Because like I said, thinking about it again and again are distractions. You're not going to move forward as much as you want to. Let go. Show mercy. Life is too short to waste another day in unforgiveness. Too short. To waste another day on bitterness or self-pity. Let go and let God. You may say, it is not as easy as you're saying it. I agree with you. This isn't easy. But you have to move forward. You just have to move forward. But here's the key. Think about the pain and the gain. It is, here it is, the pain of letting it go is less than the pain of holding on and mixing your happiness, your joy, and your peace of mind, and even your destiny. Show mercy. Show mercy. And the question came up from Peter and said to Jesus, how many times would I be offended and I will show mercy? Seven times? Jesus Christ said, no. Seventy times seven times. And that is 490 times. How possible is it for someone to offend you? Seven, 490 times a day. What Christ was practically saying is, learn to forgive and forgive again and again and again. Keep forgiving. Keep showing mercy. That's exactly what Christ was saying. Because it's not possible for someone to offend you that much in a day. Not even in a week. And so if Christ said, we should show mercy as the body of Christ, we are obligated to show mercy. 
Now, what are the benefits of showing mercy? What are the benefits of letting go? In the book of, here it is, in the book of Luke chapter number 6 and verse number 35 and 36, it says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then, then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High because God is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful. Just ask your heavenly Father is merciful. The benefits of showing mercy is peace, love, joy. In Christ, mercy and truth meet together. Christ-centered people, you and I, Christ-centered people, what are we supposed to do? True, we are supposed to see the world through God's perspective. And this love flows through our hearts to other people. And you must understand that when we show mercy to others, he brings joy to our hearts, and he brings joy to the hearts of those that we have shown mercy. We are the light of the world. We are supposed to go there and shine forth. We are supposed to go there and make a difference. What the world can do, we should be able to do it through Christ. And that is why I said here, this is impossible apart from Christ. It is not something that is easy for anyone to do, to let go so easily. If not for Christ that has taken over your heart, if not that you have submitted to the will, you have submitted your will to the will of God and allow him to reign and rule in your life. That's the only time you can do this. Apart from Christ, this is impossible. There are four quick examples I want to give to us about God's mercy on his children. The first one is the Israelites. Time wouldn't permit me to read more about them, but we all know that they were very rebellious. If you check the Bible carefully, the miracles that God did in the time of our fathers, the Israelites, God has never done that thereafter. Miracles upon miracles. Manna came from heaven when they were hungry and they were fed. When they needed meat, quail fell, and God fed them to the point that it started coming out of their noseries. God Protect the Red Sea for them to go on the dry, dry ground. God fought their enemies for them without they shooting a gun or shooting a sword. God did everything practically possible, humanly possible. I mean, impossible for them. Let me put it that way. Things that were impossible were done. Water came out of the rock for them to drink when they were thirsty. And these same people would have the God to say, we would have been better off in Egypt. Why bring us to the desert to suffer? That's ingratitude. Ungrateful people. Rebellious people. But in spite of that, God still showed them mercy. God still showed them mercy. David 
We all know David to be a man after God's heart. He was the young man who killed Goliath of God. He was the chosen king. The same David committed adultery with a woman and had a husband killed in battle. Here it is. With all those beautiful qualifications, David fell for sin. And we must understand clearly here that no matter how strong you are in Christ, you can bow to the power of sin if not careful. That is why the Bible says, he that thinks he stands should take heed lest the fall. The devil is always looking around, looking for your flaws, looking for your weaknesses so you can offend your God. So David, such a youth, such a mighty man of God, such a great man of God, sin had the power to overthrow him and they fell for it. So let's be careful. But in spite of that, God still showed him mercy. God still showed him mercy. The woman that was caught in adultery, the people, they gathered together and they were all with stones to stone her to death. And they came to Jesus. And when Jesus saw them, he stooped them and was writing in the dust. He never uttered a word. Then later he said, he that had no sin be the first to cast, be the one to cast the first stone. And everybody left. And Jesus Christ looked up and saw that it was the woman by herself. And Jesus asked her a question. Where are your accusers? Haven't no one stoned you to death? He said, no, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. People of God, this is found, if you want to check it out, it's found in the book of John chapter number 8 and verse number 6 to 8. Neither do I go, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Mercy is forgiveness and compassion extended to those who don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Sometimes things we do, sometimes things we say against God to offend him. We don't deserve his mercy. But he still find it in his heart to show us mercy. Paul the apostle, we thought he was a crusader. <laughs> and he was so strong a man that he would obtain letter of authority to go down bond churches, key believers or Christians. But on his way to Damascus, he met with Jesus. And Jesus Christ said unto him, Paul, who was formerly Saul, wow, why persecutest thou me? That is the King James Version. 
And Paul said, Lord. For the first time, he opened his mouth to say, Lord. And in spite of all the sins he has committed, a murderer, a killer, a slayer, God still found it in his heart to forgive him. And that is why in most of the epistles of Paul, the apostle, he amplified the word mercy a lot because he is an example of someone that was shown mercy that he never deserved. He deserved to die. But God never allowed him to die. He gave him an opportunity to relieve his life and correct his mistakes. People of God, maybe you have made amends, a big mistake, and you think, will God ever forgive me? My past is gory. Will God ever show me mercy and compassion? God isn't looking at your past. He's looking at your heart. What he's saying today is, I understand you're weak. I know you have made mistakes. I know you have done so many things that does not deserve mercy. But if you will open your heart and let me come in. If you will call on me and say, Lord, come into my heart. Be my Lord and person and Savior. God is saying, I will forgive you. I will show you mercy. I will restore you. I will bring you back to myself. The purpose of Christ coming to earth is to reconcile men back to God. And he did that by mercy. We are Christians today because God decided to show us mercy. As God has shown us mercy, we are supposed to go out there and show other people mercy. For blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. People of God, God is sending us out there. And don't forget what I said. Mercy, the choice to show mercy is motivated by love. There must be love in your heart. You love God, show mercy. God loves you, show mercy. Love your neighbor as yourself, the Bible says. And if you love your neighbor, you have to show mercy. It may be difficult, but ask God for his grace to be able to show mercy. Let us pray. Our dear Lord, we want to thank you. We have heard your word. We need your grace. We need your power to be able to show mercy. So many of us have been offended. We've been broken. We've been wounded. Here we are before the throne of mercy. As you have shown us mercy, Lord, help us to extend that same mercy to as many who has offended us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.